This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxying cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly Episode 94, Flashback Storytime! And what we have for you today here at Strange Assembly is, is two special things. Well, depending on who you are, they may or may not be special. Are you, is you being on the episode special or not, John? Uh, I suppose so. It's been a long time. Well, that was uh, John Freeman, Shinjo John. You uh, may know him from the forums. He was one of our he was one of our original Strange Assembly cast members before you reproduced or something, right, John? And then disappeared. I think. That's- yeah. I may have to dip out for a second because she's going to come downstairs for her goodnight hug. But uh, that, I'll be will right also, back. that will also probably happen at some point for me during the episode. Except mine comes upstairs. Uh, I got you. I'm Chris Stevenson. Also here today is Jay Earl. Hello. And this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. Although today our subject is only gaming adjacent. <clears throat> We are talking about Legend of the Five Rings, and we are talking about Coils of Madness, the latest expansion, and the next expansion, sort of, right? Because I think the tin isn't actually out yet. Right. But rather than talking about the game itself, we're going to go back and look at some old story. And in specific, we're going to go back to those the nine flashback personalities. Sorry, Steel Chrysanthemum, you get left out. who are in Coils of Madness. And we're doing this for a few reasons. First, we're out of better ideas. Well, no, we actually have, no, because we actually do have (laughs) other episode ideas that are backlogged, but... Well, it just gives you an uh, opportunity to dig up old fossils like me. Well, that too, and some of these personalities. So... First, we've actually kicked around every once in a while, like, how is it that we would go back and talk about story, old story, in a way that would be, you know, meaningful to newer players? Because it's sometimes easy for us to to forget that we've been playing L5R for a decade or 15 years or whatever. Right. But there's an awful lot of story built up that newer people don't have. And this seems like a good way to do that, where it's tied into actual cards that have just come out. Hopefully it will let us keep things in little tidbits rather than let's listen to Chris talk for half an hour about Enlightened Madness parts 1 through 37. Because he will. Also, we had a user request, we had a user request, a listener request to talk about old cool story, and that request was accompanied by a donation. So that's yet another reason. (laughs) Proving once again we will do anything for money. Yes. That's not quite true, but... Since it was a reasonable request. <laughs> okay, we, we will talk about whatever you want for money. <laughs> uh, so, the, the nine flashback personalities, one for clan, sort of, depending on how angry a spider player you are. Right. You have Hida Oishi for the crab, Doji Hitori for the crane, Tagashi Mitsu for the dragon, Matsu Nimuro for the lion, Suruchi for the 
Mantis, sort of, not well, really, but he says Mantis on him, even though... I was say, his card says Mantis Clan on him. Yeah, so, his yeah. card says Wasp. Mantis. He's Wasp Clan. Uh, yeah. This is his first printing that actually has Mantis Clan on it, right? I'm not sure about that. I think uh, originally, or not originally, but in Hidden Emperor, I know he had the frame, but I'm not really sure about his whether he had the text. experienced version? Experience 2. Well, his experienced and his experience too, I believe, had the Yoritomo's Alliance frame, but I don't think either of them said Mantis Clan because I think that's when they were still distinguished. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, like you right. Fox Box, where your Fox without Mantis were something something. Exactly. I, I think so. Yeah, but the the Fire and Shadow XP2 is Wasp Clan and Yoritomo's Alliance. Yeah. Actually, surprised now that I think about it, since there were a lot of Spider players that were annoyed that Kokujin didn't say Spider Clan, or that because Kokujin didn't say Spider Clan, they didn't get somebody else who said Spider Clan. Uh, but I didn't think any, they didn't see anybody actually point out that why does Saruchi say Mantis Clan when he's not when he was never actually Mantis Clan? Because if you look him up in Oracle now, the card images obviously just say Wasp Clan, but they've gone back to uh, give him Mantis Clan in all of his versions. I think the reason why he has that mm-hmm. is because Yoritomo's alliance means Mantis Clan. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, so that was that's one of the legacy rules is and and so that's the right the mechanical rewriting of the card. Yeah, the original card didn't say that. The Oracle rewrite does. I mean, yes, the the first ones don't have Mantis, but there are a whole bunch more where he has a last name and he has Mantis Clan printed on him. <laughs> yes. Uh, e- in fact, even the Fox Box personalities, or not the Fox Box personalities, but the old Kitsune, the, their Oracle text says Mantis Clan on it too. So, in the Oracle, they have Mantis Clan, but he never was actually printed with Mantis Clan until this version. Anyhow, the Phoenix personality is Asawasuke, the Scorpion personality is Bayushi Kachiko, the Spider adjacent personality is Kokujin. And the unicorn personality is Iuchi Karasu, the Doom Seeker. So, John, Doom. Uh-huh. you're sort of you're sort of like a guest now. Do you want to start with tell tell the uh, the newbies about Karasu and why you think he was cool or not? Well, I honestly should have probably done a little more research than I did because uh, the Doom Seeker he had story. During Jade, he went off the Shadowlands to look for something, and I can't even remember what it was. I was kind of surprised that they chose his character to, to do the flashback on, because he, you know, he had a little bit of story time, but he wasn't as in the story as like Hachiko and, and, and Koturi. So, you know, if, if, if you remember anything more than what I do, it's, it's, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot about him. I remember his experience two card version. Another reason I was surprised that they chose him was because they gave him a soul love in Emperor Edition. Yes. So but, I figured that he would be, you know, more more recent than than that. Well, I yeah, Karasu, I think out of the nine seems less significant story wise than the others. Was everyone else a major clan war figure? I guess Kokujin wasn't really major during the clan war. It wasn't mm. until after the clan war that he got major, but... Uh, also, yeah, he was, also, the second Doblet was... 
done what? much after the Clan Wars. Well, okay, but he was a... Okay, yes, he was much after the Clan War, but Matsunimaru was a massively important figure oh, yeah. during his time frame. So, Kirisu, I think his he wandered around the clans for a while, and then yeah. he went into the Shadowlands and like, ran into Hida Adarasi or something like that. Didn't, yeah. Didn't the Doomseeker have something to do with the... Yuchibon uh, and the Heartless stuff, or was that the second Doomseeker? I think that might have been the second Doomseeker guy, because okay. there was there was a second dude in, like, Hidden City or something that had that trait. Yeah, well, he ended up he ended up in a pearl with Kuniyori, right? And then he got freed during Diamond Edition? Yeah. I don't know. Wow, this was a great personality for us <laughs> to start, so... Yeah, I know. Sorry. I mean, his interactions were mostly with that. He interacted with Yori. He interacted with Junzo uh, yeah. on the second day of Thunder. He lost to Kitsuakura to be the to in the Jade. I guess that was the test. The Jade, one of the Jade Champion events, because Kitsuakura ended up being the Jade Champion, which went really well for the Lions. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yes. And then he ended up ultimately stuck with Yori. So. Anyhow, so that was the excitement of Iyuchi Karasu. Let's see if you can redeem the podcast, Jay, by actually remembering anything about Isawa Suke. Okay, well, again, I feel like Suke is another interesting choice, just because there were there were a lot of if you I mean even if you're just limiting Clan War, there were a lot of interesting Phoenix running around there. Tadaka being the most obvious. Suke is certainly an interesting choice. He was. So during the, uh, during the Clan War, the Phoenix thought it would be a really cool idea to open all the Black Scrolls and gain a, in, unimaginable power, forgetting that whole downside piece. Well, well uh, let, let me defend the Phoenix, just because someone has to. The Phoenix opening all the Black Scrolls was ultimately necessary to defeating Fulang, so... Why did they need defending? It was a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. No, so yeah, they they decided to poke. They need to Pokemon up all the Black Scrolls and open them and gain power. And to my recollection, basically you had three different major reactions to that. You had Cade, who was like, "This is such a bad idea, I'm leaving." You had Tadaka, who's like, "This is a bad idea, but I don't have a better one, so I'm going to run along with go along with it." And then you have Suki, who's sort of like, "You know what? I like this idea." Dibs, dibs, I'm going to open all of these. He went a little nutters. Yeah. And I, I seem to recall at the Day of Thunder, him burninating a whole lot of people, including if Ujimitsu, Ujimitsu stepping in the way to save Tadaka. So that yes. Tadaka could go be Seven Thundery. Yes. Right. Yes, Suke ended up being... Didn't Did all of the elemental matches but Cade get tainted? Yes. Yeah. But Suke didn't just get tainted. He got completely corrupted. Yes, on the Day of Thunder, he went completely nutters and fought on behalf of Fulang, basically, which I'm, is possibly why he was chosen, so that out of the flashback personalities, you had more of them who actually had been influenced by Panku in a negative way, because some of these guys, you'll see, like, it's it's... 
Panku attempts to influence them and fail. Or it's an influence that we already knew about, like, oh, I'm going to use this here egg thing. That seems like a good idea. Right. At the same time, I sort of feel like if you want that, I would much rather have seen Suki's son, Hochiyu, because Suki made a really bad decision and just sort of continued on this path, whereas I've always felt that Hochiyu's reasoning never really made a lot of sense. So if they had retconned that to be, oh yeah, Panku did it, I might have been okay with that fact. You're now arguing in favor of retcons. <laughs> uh, I, I'm saying that the Hochiyu made so little sense that in that case I'll allow it. It would be okay, yeah. The, the problem with your Isawa Hochiyu notion is that too many people would go, who? Yeah, well, there's that. Because, you know, Yuchu Karasu, everyone knows who he was. Well, yes, yeah, and we exactly. just spent, like, half of our Yuchu Karasu segment talking about how, well, that was a relatively obscure person to pick. Oh. Right? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of why it's on my mind the notion, hey, that might be a reason not to do uh, Hochu. Now, Mitsu is uh, an odd bird, and we'll switch to, to Mitsu because he's my guy. He, he's an odd bird, I say, because if you remember back in our, our for our listeners, like in the, the one segment we talked about the cards, and I said, wow, I think Saruchi is so much cooler than Mitsu. But Mitsu was a guy who people found to be cool, but he kind of developed weirdly. Like, I, like if you go back at Clan War... Mm-hmm. I mean, people liked his card, but he didn't really do well, stuff I mean, much. I mean, his... He entered play, blew up, and usually took a province with him. Well, no, no, never... I, mean, I mean, in the story. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, the, the problem with Mitsu was, back in the day, he was like the crazy, bald, tattooed monk dude. And yeah. that brand has gotten horribly diluted these days. It, it has been, yeah. He was the guy. In fact, the original Mitsu... Original Imperial Edition Mitsu was not a monk. Right. He was because, just a dude? Yeah, well, because there was no such thing. The monk keyword didn't exist in Imperial Edition. <laughs> I don't. I think the first monk may have been... He was either in Shadowlands or Anvil or something like that. It was pretty quickly that monk came in, and then, and then there was an MRP of Mitsu that had monk. Right. But... And that's why Mitsu has samurai... I would assume, on his Tales of Madness version, because old school Mitsu was just samurai. Yeah, but he was like Dragon Clan tattooed man. I kind of go back and look at it, and I'm like, so the whole notion of tattooed monks may have developed out of Mitsu, because there was a lot of stuff that was up in the air when the game first started. Like, the original concept of the Shadowlands was not that it was this physical place. It was that it was sort of another dimension kind of thing, kind of like more like a what we conceive of as Jigoku now. Except I think they thought there was some sort of intellectual property issue with that, like it was similar to something that someone else was doing, and so they ended up like renaming it or changing the concept or I I, I don't remember, but yeah. So yeah, Mitsu Mitsu's role in the Clan War is basically yeah he's that random crazy dragon guy who shows up to do stuff. When it's not important enough for Yakuni himself to be showing up. So like Tatori or sorry, Mitsu is one of the guys who 
goes and meets Tatori, and Mitsu actually picks up the Tatori's army keyword. Yeah. He uh, helps get Doji Hitori back to Tatori, but that's basically, I mean, what he does during during the clan war is there's just a couple of minor things like that. Right. I mean, I mean, as far as Tatori's army, wasn't it basically him and that other bald dude who were <laughs> bringing all of the dragon along into Tatori's army? Well, there was yeah. also the bald dude's little brother, the guy who later became a Naga, and is the what grandfather of the uh, right current clan champion. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's Miramoto Hitomi and Miramoto Dani because we are or deny or however you actually pronounce it uh, because we're supposed to be being friendly to the new listeners dude so just like, like or, or the new L5R player so they may not know when you say the bald dude you mean the not actually a dude Miramoto Hitomi so <laughs> when she would be in Tori's army wasn't actually hadn't actually gone bald yet no no not, no. not until XP is she all bald if I right. correctly and that tells you something about the Dragon Clan personalized. The original Hitomi was a 3-4 for 7 with effectively nothing. And that was yeah. one of the better Dragon Clan personnel. It was. <laughs> yeah, people played with, I mean, people played, that was, uh, 7 gold was the standard because it was Mitsu and her and, I mean, Daini came in for 5. He, he was, was 5. He was like a 2-4 for 5, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, Dragon Clan was basically uh, how long? How long was it until Dragon Clan was even playable? There was some time before Diamond that they were playable, right? Maybe somewhere something. in there. Yeah, I don't I, think uh, they actually won anything big for a long time. But uh, I think Diamond is the like when you when when Dragon get House of Dao, I think is the that might be the first time that Dragon actually was any good. I don't know. A lot of people like to play Dragon and then the the event Alliance so they could ally with Terry's army and then both of them actually interplay for five gold. So. If you played Dragon, I liked the Dragon. I'm not saying that there weren't Dragon players and there weren't nifty things about Dragon, but winning card games was not one. Not played one of their strong suits. No. <laughs> uh, Ever increasing province strength. Hmm. Not really gonna help. That start with the five and then it got increased by two every time you lost one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they terrible. But to be fair, wasn't everyone at like four or five yeah, at that yeah, point? So. So five sixes. Yeah. Yeah. For all sixes. Crane was five. They were five. Scorpion was eleven. <laughs> oh, that box. But they weren't in Imperial. No, they weren't in Imperial. You're right. That was back before dishonoring other players was a Scorpion thing. Like, right. It was. It's. It's a. I. I gotta say, relatively recent. I mean, we're still talking like eight or ten years. Eight, like eight years ago at this point. But I mean, it's a rel- relatively speaking. It's a recent-ish thing that Scorpion dishonor other people. That was not their thing. Their thing was that they dishonored themselves, right? Because right. that was the I have eleven province strength. I can't what I can't lose by dishonoring myself. But my province strength goes to zero. Yeah. yeah, my province strength goes to zero instead. So that was their thing was that they could play all the dishonorable actions and it didn't make them lose. Right, they were supposed to be the Shadowlands box before the Shadowlands box. Well, not really the Shadowlands, so much as just the jerks. Yeah, okay, well, we're, a lot we're of... We're going to call out Assassin and not care. Right. Well, Junzo's army came out, like, that was the next expansion, right, was... Couple. Or I mean, there was Forbidden Knowledge without uh, without starters, but the next starter 
expansion, yes. Yeah, Dunzo and Tatori's Army. I like right. Tatori's Army. Oh, I know quite a few people who started the game in, with that. Mm. But Mitsu, Mitsu becomes more significant after the Day of Thunder. Right. Because you, you basically set, and we can start going into Kokujin as well here, you start having Kokujin and Mitsu kind of set against each other as the better angels of our natures and the uh, the little devil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for, and, for and the dragon. That's when Hitomi started nutting up. Yes. Great, great. Now I'm never not going to be able to think of the two of them as like little tiny on <laughs> Hitomi's shoulder. Come on, Hitomi, kill all the Naga. No, Hitomi, that's a bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> Mitsu wasn't even around the dragon directly at that point because when Hitomi said, I'm creating a new family and all of you have to swear fealty to me, to my family and abandon the Tagashi name, Mitsu, yeah, Mitsu was, walked away. Yeah, he was one of the guys who left. So, right. oh, I don't know. And then he just continues to do nifty things. He, he again, he appears more and he stays isolated. He is, He gets back in the game with that enlightened madness thing that we won't talk about ages, but that was where Kokujin becomes this big uber villain. I guess we could talk about it a little bit because it pulls in, because we have to talk about Kokujin too, so right? Yeah. Kokujin, who has finally been kicked out of the... He, he finally gets kicked out of the dragon when the basically when the Honorable Dragon Movement succeeds, and Hitomi comes back from the brink of complete nutterdom and kills uh, Onatongu and becomes the moon. But K- Kokujin had basically been leading her down the path to evil. At least that's how it ultimately ended up playing out. He made the shame swords, he recovered the anvil of despair and kidnapped a bunch of dragon. You had this sort of uber dragon strike force of Satsu and Mitsu and it's like sort of if you look back at all the popular that's a little bit of exaggeration but there were six guys and if you look at the popular dragon monks from that time frame it's it's all the guys who went with Satsu Yeah. on that fight and he does a something that our, our listeners probably would think of more as the thing that the thing that uh, Joker does in uh, in Batman, which is that he he kidnaps all the dragon, he, he beats them all in a fight. He's got the anvil of despair, and he's going to start using the dragon's souls to create the shame swords. And he does the thing to Satsu, where he's like, "Well, I've got this monk, and I've got this Tomori, and I'm going to make one of them into a sword, and." The other one, the other one, I'll let go free, and you get to pick. And so, you know, Satsu picks, and he's like, "Oh, well, the one you pick to go free, I'll make her into a sword, and we'll let the other one go, and you can just live with that." Ha ha ha. That, I mean, that seems so trite now. Right. But also, Chris, I hate to break this to you, Satsu is not actually the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Satsu is much more. Satsu is Superman, dude. Because this is the story where Satsu first just turns into a dragon. Right. Also, the first Oni was involved, I believe. If you're a Dragon Clan player, Enlightened Madness is a heck of a story. <laughs> uh, Kokujin, we'll leave Mitsu behind. Kokujin then goes on, like he kind of runs off. He gets lost a little bit. He comes back. He starts a peasant rebellion. That doesn't really go anywhere. It gets kind of, I think, lost amidst all the changeover in the story team and starting the race for the throne. The very last Lotus Legal Tournament, which was after. 
Samurai had come out, but like at Gen Con, there was one last Lotus Legal tournament was yeah. who gets to kill Koku Jen, and that ended up being a scorpion dude. So yeah, I remember that. Can't trust them. That was the that was the the card that shows up in is it Emerald and Jade Championship? I think the direct to player set. There's a card that's literally called Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude was off killing Kokujin. And that that's the event that's uh if they have a Shadowlands and a non Shadowlands personality in play, you kill the Shadowlands guy, I think. So, right, that's like the the square. The trail is afoot. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh I guess the the part that makes Kokujin spider adjacent for this is that he actually was Sort of in the Spider Clan ish. I mean, he was working with Daigatsu before you had the unnamed monks. There was a brief period of time where they actually there were there was a Kokujin order of monks. Yeah, I think that one of them, one of those guys, was Spider Clan. Yeah, back in the day before it was the Spider Clan, when it was more the Dark Empire mirror, and they had uh-huh. like one of every clan mirrored. He was the anti dragon. Yeah. Yeah, at least so. But, well, a lot of the other guy we, we already mentioned, cause I think he's, I like him more than Mitsu, is Saruchi. Now, Saruchi learned an important lesson that, that you should know if you're a character in L5R, in that if you want to found your own minor clan, the most reliable way to do this is to get engaged to a member of the Lion Clan, and then, break it off, or get someone in the Lion Clan to break off their engagement. That, that does seem to be the origin story for like 75% of the minor clans, doesn't it? It, it really helps. In this case, Saruchi's dad was a scorpion, and his mom was a lion, and I think that they were not originally supposed to get married. I think it was one of those things where like the lion, she ran off, and they... It pissed off the lion. And Suruji's parents were ultimately undone because they didn't want to... I think they didn't want to send Suruji back to Scorpion, like to the primary Scorpion lands, to be trained because they correctly thought that they were just going to use him as a hostage. And so they kept him, and the Scorpion... I saw this as some sort of betrayal. Affront. And they decided that, well, now we can't really rely on this guy to run this castle for us. So we're going to betray him. We're going to let the, we're basically going to get the lion to come in and kill them. And they do. And basically everybody in the castle dies except for Saruchi. And then Saruchi gets some people back together, sneaks in and kills all the lion. Now you would think that this was a lesson in like Scorpion betraying people, but like I said, for some reason, the Scorpion apparently considered this a betrayal by Saruchi. So getting revenge on the Wasp was one of the <laughs> was one of the temptations offered to the Scorpion during the Race for the Throne, which they, I can't imagine why, rejected. <laughs> Who knew? If you give someone a really lame offer, they'll turn it down. And get free stuff, of course. So Saruchi ended up founding being permitted to found his own minor clan, the Wasp, he broke his sword, and this kind of has faded away from the Saruchi, 
But for a long time, the Saruchi were very controversial because they they broke their swords. They were, in a very real way, rejecting Bushido and rejecting a lot of the stuff that went along with being a samurai. They were, you know, Saruchi was the master bowman, and you see that continue today, like with all the ranged attacks on Saruchi personalities. They were bounty hunters, which is, you know, unfortunate that that. Saruchi himself now got printed with the scout keyword because he was totally never a scout. No. But apparently the Saruchi are a bunch of scouts now. And Saruchi and the, the Wasp clan was one of the original parts of Yoritomo's alliance, although he was not one of the three men in the three-man alliance, right? I don't believe so. So, but he was in the, the second wave of minor clans, I guess, to buddy up with Yoritomo. So I, I always I always liked him. He was he was nifty, I yeah. thought. I don't know. He later became the head of the Brotherhood of Shinsei as Tanari, right? Yes. What do we have next? How about the crab? What do you remember about the uh the Crab Clan bully? Oh yeah. Um the the, the good little wife. That was always my favorite story with her. <laughs> the yeah. fact that she needed to be married off to somebody outside the clan. They had this huge tournament to figure out who was going to become her husband. And, uh, right. you know, it, you, it, 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 the, the name of the story was ironic because she was supposed to be the good little wife, but it turned out that whoever won the tournament actually gave up their family name, took the Hida name, which it wound up being like Yokatsu's son. So, yeah, it was right, the it was, youngest son. Right. Right. My, my recollection was of some random unicorn where Ulishi herself got in on the tournament and yeah. basically, like, beat everyone else up but, like, her one other dude and the unicorn, and they, like, karmic striked each other such that the unicorn was the only one standing because he'd been sort of been sitting in the corner being ignored by everyone. Yes. Yes, uh, yes uh, it was Ulishi was permitted to enter, and if she won then she was not going to have to get married. Hida Oshi, I think originally, she's a character who started in the clan war, I guess, but I don't I don't think of her as really becoming notable and a significant character until after that, because during the clan war, she's the sibling of Yakumo uh, and Sukune. Those two in Kisada are really you know, taking the crab story time right. uh, during the clan war. She's their younger sibling, so right, Sukune gets nailed to a... <laughs> gets nailed to the cross. To, the, to a banner, yeah. Yeah. Yakimo, you know, he ends up becoming a Naga and the son and, and whatever, so Oushi ends up needing to... She needs to get married because somebody needs to have kids to continue right, the heat of line, and she's what's left. And the good little wife story wasn't until the the hidden emperor, right? Uh, that but that, was, that was then that was Shinjo Yasumura, and, and I think yeah. that was her her big thing. I mean, frankly, she becomes the Crab Clan champion after uh, Yakimo dies. But uh, sadly, the main thing that I think about with her, which is repeated in her art, is that like, oh yeah, that's right, she's the <laughs> one who's wearing like armor over a bare chest. I'm sorry. That's yeah. A lot of I heard a lot of people complain about this. They, you know, they were really wishing that they would go back to her original artwork back in Shadowlands, where she just is completely unattractive, just this big hulk of a woman. Because I mean, remember, this is Kasada's daughter. This is Kuan's mom. 
Yes, and they clearly abandoned that in the yeah. uh, because the flavor text. Not not only is the art in the Coils of Madness version repeat the chafing armor, but the flavor text talks about how she's all attractive, which was really not what Uchi was about. Yes, yeah, so her her big thing was I'm the Crab Clan bully and I will hit you in the head with my hammer. Yes. But, I like, yeah, like her original flavor text. When you mention her nickname, she smiles a wicked smile, draws her hammer, and dares you to say it again. Mm-hmm. And I like that they did keep that mechanically, the the notion of, like, wail on people who have lower force than I do. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the good little wife, and the, with the good little wife being Shinjo Yasamura, he's the good little wife. Yeah. Was, I, I think, her thing. So she was uh, kind of a, a BA. Yeah, definitely. The two personalities who are thunders are also connected in their yeah. their pancunis, which is Bayushi Kachiko and Doji Hatori. During the Clan War, Hatori was the Crane Clan champion. Kachiko had been the wife of the Scorpion Clan champion, Bayushi Shoju. After the Scorpion Clan coup, she was married to the Emperor, but she always kept the name Bayushi Kachiko. She was the she was the one and only legal to exist scorpion in the the empire. I think she right. kept the Bayushi name like as a remind like cuz so the emperor could use that as a reminder to everyone else of what happens when you do something dumb like try to you know try to take try to, over the try, empire. If you try to kill the emperor, you marry him instead. Yes. There you go. That'll show him. <laughs> well, if you try to take over the empire, you die and your wife marries the emperor. Yes, but before she married the Emperor, and while she was married to the Scorpion Clan champion, Kachiko had carried on an affair with Doji Hattori. Yes. Her son, Bayushi Daryu, was Hattori's kid, not Shouju's. And if I'm not mistaken, Hattori killed his own son, not knowing it was his son. Right. Kachiko then basically spent a while just being a vengeance-consumed person. Yeah. And sure I think did. that was that was the original use of the egg of Panku in the storyline is the yes. she used yes. it on him. Yes, she captures Satori, locks him in a dungeon, eggs him, and then the false Satori goes back to the crane and leads the uh, the clan wildly astray before the real Hatori gets out and and finally kills himself, which is what's referenced on the flavor text right. in the the card. Kachiko Unsurprisingly, having been forced to marry the emperor, starts poisoning him, intending to kind of take over, and then she's going to run away. And Tagashi, not Mitsu, because this was important. <laughs> yeah, Tagashi shows up and is what basically like, well, you might want to stay because you know you could leave if you want, but you poisoning the emperor's body is the only thing that's stopping Fu Lang at this point from being powerful enough to just crush us all. So, you know, your call, but uh, I'm just saying. Tagashi sure liked doing that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm not telling <laughs> you what to do, but if you do this thing, the Empire will be destroyed. <laughs> so your call, I mean, up to you. I'm not going to make you do it. I'm not going to order you to do it. I'm just going to rely on you not being an idiot. You think it was that way at home? There was like, Honey, I'm not saying you have to do the dishes, but if they don't get done, it could be the end of the Empire. So, uh, could you get all that? Uh, 
It had been a long, long time since there was a wife around. Hoshi's mother was not, to the best of my knowledge, of overly long-lived, so she died back in, like, the third century or something. (laughs) Obviously, they end up being the Thunders. Hattori dies on the Day of Thunder after, along with Hattori, striking the killing blow against... He was kind of the distraction while... Am I correct in recalling that the Day of Thunder tournament result was Tatori got first, Hatori got second, or yes. a Lion player got first, a Crane player got second? Well, also, if I remember correctly, there was something along the lines of we're both fighting for the Empire, so we both strike the killing blow. Yeah. Well, everybody was fighting for the Empire at that point. The only players who were fighting against the Emperor were the the Junzo's army players. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they lasted all that long into the tournament. But I might be misrecalling that. No, they, I'm bit. pretty sure they did not last long that day. <laughs> yeah, so I think Hattori was definitely your sort of archetypal crane. I guess Mitsu is an archetypal, it's certainly a dragon archetype, but yeah. Hattori was the archetype of a crane, right? He was polished and he was good at courtly stuff and he was a great duelist and he had those those luxurious white locks <laughs> except in his original version where he looked like Darth Vader <laughs> really the, the imperial art he had on the mempo and the, the, the helm and everything are you, are you thinking of his buddy Shredder yeah, he looked a lot like yes, yes. I think that's uh, uh, no, no. Uh, he's someone else. No, 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 no. John's right. If you look at his actual Imperial Edition art, which is not at all what you think of, what you're thinking of ah. is his Emerald or Edition art. His actual Imperial Edition art, yeah, is he looks like, like a robot. And he he's, does, and he's in green, and it's sorry, Doug Schuler, pretty bad art, frankly. I when I look at it. No, 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 he's great. He looks exactly like the robot that he is at the time. <laughs> I originally thought he looked pretty, you know, B.A. himself, and then uh, apparently there was a misprint in Emerald Edition, and they accidentally used the art from his experience version. Right. Because, yeah, Doji Hattori experienced is, I think, what people think of. And you can also pull up the false Hattori, which is yeah. egg version of of him, who looks pretty cool. But Right. Yeah, so, and get Kachiko, Kachiko went did a while, like, she disappeared for a while because they banished the scorpion to the burning sands. So oh, yeah. Launch a new card game there, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she got a card version in that game, She too. did, and then, yeah. yeah, and there's a version of her, like, I think her XP3 kind of looks like she's, is post-burning sands, and she looks kind of burning sandsy, but, yeah, yeah. it turns out that there is actually major storyline things that happen in L5R for marketing purposes. For brand <gasps> marketing purposes. Not because it's of story. Not because of the card game in and of itself, but for brand purposes. <laughs> Fancy that. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so I... Jay and I already had this conversation, and then I cut it out along with my griping about the wording on the Saruchi and Mitsu cards, because I didn't think anybody wanted to hear about that for ten minutes, but... <laughs> Did you have an opinion of the art on Bayushi Kachiko, John, as as an old, old school player? It looks like an updated version of her inexperienced art from Scorpion Clan Coup. 
Yeah, there were some people who uh, thought that she uh, was looking a little too sultry. Nah. I mean, her original keywords were, like, it was seductress? Yes. Scorpion clan seductress, unique. That depends, unless you count pre-imperial, because the pre-imperial did not have that. Although she did hand out seduction tokens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. I, I still say on the art that there's insufficient insults at John Wick in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is reminiscent. She doesn't, she doesn't look quite as bored as she does in her inexperienced art. <laughs> right. You know, I was about to say, and I think that's just the, well, she doesn't look quite as, I, I would even say, bemused about whatever is happening off screen. Uh, yeah. So that's Kachiko and yeah. Tori. Our Diamond Edition entry was, is uh, Matsu Nimuro, who was the Lion Clan champion at the time. He chose to egg himself because, what, he thought the two of he, him he were bored. And if I recall correctly, he eggs himself. Mm-hmm. And then... I think for a while you in the story you don't did you not know that the real Nimero got locked in the dungeon? You thought that it no, was No no no, wasn't it that uh Kitsu somebody, the head of the Kitsu family, talked him into making the the egg omelet and after doing it intentionally locked the real Nimero up, claiming that it was the omelet and had the omelet running the clan for a while with him pulling strings? I can't remember. I don't remember. I may be confusing my Lion Clan champions because we've gone through so many. Mm. But didn't Nomuro have some beef with Chagatai at some point? Or am I thinking about the next guy? Uh, I don't remember if there was a specific beef, but that was when the lion and the unicorn were going at it. Yeah. Right, wasn't there a beef? I was about to say, because about- Tamago was in Wrath of the Emperor, which was right before Khan's Defiance. I thought he actually created a copy of himself to, like, go fight Chagatai and die. No, the copy did get killed by Chagatai. Okay. And that was one of the reasons, I think, why Nimero, when he got out, did not reveal himself as Nimero. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want to start things up again with... Uh, the ponies. With the yeah. unicorn. And I think that stuff happened to her during Diamond. I mean, Nimero was running around during Gold, but the egg, the eggish stuff is in in Diamond. Diamond. And then he showed back up in Celestial. And it was... Yeah, I'll disclose to the audience that I'm now using the internet to look things up instead of editing it to make it look like I knew all along. But <laughs> oh, I've been doing it all along. Come on, Chris, just make things up. They won't know. <laughs> the kids who did not know that he thought he was locking up. The clone. Uh, okay. It, it's been, what, five years since yeah, I read that story, but that was my vague recollection was that the kids who, w- the kids who talked Numero into it and then locked up the real Numero claiming to everyone else that it was the fake one such that he would have control and could pull the strings against the, the, the omelet. It was that the kids who's in Doc. Like, it was his idea, but I think he didn't know. Anyhow. But yeah, the false Nimero ended up getting in the war with the unicorn. He got killed by Chagatai. And so if you go back and look at the cards, the original Tamago card is the false Nimero. Right. And then 
the later unaligned Tamago card is the actual Matsunimuro after he's gone Ronin. And I think there was, and there was actually a story choice at some point where a lion, the Lion Clan got to choose what is, or, or the, a tournament winner got to choose what Tamago was he going to do? What, what was he going to do? Was he like going to kill himself? Was he going to go be a Ronin? Was he going to rejoin the Lion Clan? I was, that was another, that was another choice that I was kind of surprised at for them using Nomuro instead of, I mean, I guess you couldn't really pull back Matsusuke to, I mean, I know it has to do with the, the egg thing, so he's an obvious choice. I don't think he's just the obvious choice. He's, I mean, he's the only choice, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be very weird if you had a pan coup focus set and you had these flashback personalities and you didn't flashback to the guy who happened to be used the egg? True. He doesn't just use it, he uses it on himself. So he's like Katsuko yeah. and Hitori all rolled into one. True. And they make dare you. No? <laughs> yes, yes they do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Only not with the egg. Well, his kid actually does have a card, two cards now. Really? Well, I, I wish that they had done more with this, but yeah, Tamago, the, the Ronin Tamago goes off, marries Utagawa, Founds the Legion, like, well, doesn't found the Legion of 2000, that's not right, but he starts leading it, forms into a more serious army again, and they go off and do their own stuff. They have a kid, it's the Tamahime, right? She was referenced on a card that already came out, and you're like, what? This card, like, one personality references Tamahime, who is that? But they just mailed out, and so oh, yes. we'll be getting the 30 cards of promos, and I think these are basically promos that were supposed to be with the Imperial Herald, but they haven't come out with the Herald in over a year. Right. So they're just sending out all the promos. So in that pack is her basic version, and then her expansion version. Yeah. <laughs> Both of which are not bad. The Sensei version was really good, wasn't it? Like, it made yeah. Ronin guys cost one less, too? No, that's the experienced version. The regular version is uh, all oh, your guys have tacticians. Oh, oh, they're both senseis. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the experienced version. So you can tutor up. You can put two of those in your Rodin deck. I don't know what deck I'll be playing after. I uh, I have to sit down and see if I can figure out a way to make a pan coup deck work. Uh, that's doing it wrong. Yeah, I think so. Pan coup. It's not supposed to work. It's just just supposed to go. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that doesn't actually win games. I want to know what this, the quote-unquote special storyline tournament on Thursday is, because it's at the same time as the Invitational, and it's the actual Panku versus Fudo. I think that Panku versus Fudo is not as important as I thought it was after talking to Reese about coils and whether or not the Strongholds would get reprinted, because the main event at Gen Con is versus Panku. Regardless of the the outcome of the Panku versus Fudo thing, which may that may determine which box gets printed, but it seems like in the story Panku is much more important. But it also seems like in the story Panku loses. Is the Panku part of the story just done? I've decided I'm just very confused, very confused by director player set storylines. Yes, but hopefully, hopefully, our audience is slightly less confused, or do you think we've confused them even more about the old characters after this episode? I don't think it's... I don't think we could have done much more damage than... what you know, Than just having no clue? Than having an empty set, yeah. I think anything is better than 
and nothing. Well, this is what's going to happen. Like after this episode, we're going to post this up. We're going to like 20 comments on the website about things we screwed up. <laughs> yeah, things we misremember, things, things I'm left sure out. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I'm going to get mail. You're a unicorn player. How could you forget that Karasu did X, Y, and Z? It's been over a decade. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I think that that is enough reminiscing for now. Our next L5R-centric episode will be back to talking about cards, and I think that will actually be our next episode, unless I actually manage to fit one of the remaining Winter Court 3 interviews in. <laughs> There's still a couple of those that are... Now that it's almost summer. ...slated to come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for John Freeman and Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and you've been listening to Strange Assembly. Now get off our lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Or instead of getting off our lawn, come to our lawn and have conversations with us. You can comment on this episode or other things on our website slash blog at strangeassembly.com. You can also talk to us on Facebook, which is strangefacebook.com slash strangeassembly. We're at strangeassembly on Twitter, although you don't really need to try to talk to me there. I'll have to go remember how to log into Twitter again. <laughs> Until then, it's a mad, mad world, boys and girls. Have some fun. <laughs>